Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? It's not a Kraken game day. We're not even doing a post game because we had the Winnipeg Jets game rescheduled for May, but we are going to talk about Maddie Beneers. Made his debut in the NHL, got his first point, is playing on the line with Ryan Donato. All things that your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, absolutely loves to see. So we're coming down to the wire here, folks. We've already seen that Climate Pledge Arena is testing out what it's going to look like this summer for Seattle Storm games. Um, but not before the Seattle Kraken try to get some of their young, their young talent a few reps ahead of what I think could be a very interesting offseason leading into season two for the Seattle Kraken. So we're going to talk about all of that coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, Seattle hockey fans, let's talk about it. Maddie Beneers. I was in Boston covering the men's Frozen Four. I was hoping to talk to Maddie Beneers after that game in Michigan. Unfortunately, a little bit of a miscue with uh, the media availability. And then as we have since heard Maddie Beneers talk about, it was a very difficult loss, one that's going to sting for a while. Nothing that we don't know. I will say I can, I'll report on this now, but at the time I wasn't able to corroborate while I was in um, Boston that Maddie Beneers was absolutely coming to Seattle. It was just a number of days is what I had heard from a source. I didn't have a second source, so I didn't want to report on that. And I was hoping to talk to Maddie either way. We obviously know that Maddie Beneers is with the Seattle Kraken, has made his debut on the road with, in, in Calgary. Sounded like he had some um, some family that was able to make the trip and see his debut. Uh, there are a few things that I want to talk about when it comes to Maddie Beneers. Um, but first, let's go over this Calgary game for the Seattle Kraken. As um, I mentioned in what you probably saw on social media, and that I'll play here in just a moment, the Seattle Kraken blew the lead. And within the excitement of what was Maddie Benier's debut, we can't, you know, we can't kind of uh, ignore the fact that it was a blown lead and a blown opportunity by the Seattle Kraken. So let me play you that clip uh, again. If you're not already, you should definitely be watching Locked On Now where you can find some of my videos from Locked On Kraken, but all throughout the Locked On Network. And it's a really great way to get a quick recap of what's going on around the NHL. So here's what I had to say after the 5-3 loss uh, on the road to the Calgary Flames. Hey, Seattle hockey fans. The good news, Maddie Veneers has officially made his NHL debut and got his first official not only NHL point, but Seattle Kraken point. Sets up Ryan Donato for his goal in the game. Unfortunately, the Seattle Kraken drop the game to Calgary. They're on the road, lose the lead, give up an empty netter, lose this game five to three. We're going to talk about the results 
Maddie Beneers, and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. Maddie Beneers was obviously the big story, and you know me, I have kind of fallen out of favor of focusing on only like the good stuff and the positive stuff. I know we're such an excited fan base, and I love that about covering the Seattle Kraken, but we got to keep it real too. So right here on Locked on Kraken, I'm going to keep it real. And so we're going to spend a lot of time on Maddie Beneers uh, in the next segment. So let's get down to the knit and the grit. Let's talk about this game. The Seattle Kraken got on the board first. Ryan Donato from Maddie Beneers and Vince Dunn. Ugh, just like a whole cluster of guys that if I had to say I had some favorites, this might be it. I've been following Maddie Beneers for a while, including April, I was able to cover him in China. Like his game, he gets his first NHL point. Ryan Donato, his 15th goal of the season, and Dunner gets his 23rd point. That gives the Seattle Kraken the lead at the 14-13 mark. But again, they blew that lead. Um a few times, but the first time was, of course, it's Matthew Tuchuk. Uh, he gets his first goal of many in this game at the 16:51 mark. So we end the first period tied at one goal apiece. And then it was Victor Rosk. I'm actually gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull up here. Um, I want you to see the the uh, <laughs> the tab. For and I usually do this anyway for y'all. Uh, I like to have the the stats while we're going over them. But if you take a look here, I don't know if you can see this, but for Victor Rask, they actually still have him uh, in his Minnesota Wilds uniform. Haven't updated that yet, so got a little bit of work to do. But as I mentioned, you can see up top there, you've got Victor Rask, and then it's Larson, Adam Larson. Both get their seventh goal of the season. So that gives the Seattle Kraken a 3-1 lead going into the third period. And then, oh baby, it was all Calgary after that. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned to Chuck, you can see that he and uh, several other Calgary Flames get it done. Um, so this is kind of a little bit of a, a revenge game for your boy, boy, Callie yarn croak. Um, you know, uh, back in the lineup. So the see the Calgary flames, get it done five, three, including that empty netter. Oh man. How many empty netters have been scored on the Seattle Kraken? I honestly think I'm going to pull up that stat because it's one of those things that drives me wild. I will say this. When I first started watching hockey, the idea of pulling a goalie was so crazy to me. Um, I know why you why you do it, and sometimes it works. But I feel like I test alone. The odds are more often than not that the other team is going to find a way to find the empty net, and that certainly seems to be the case with the Seattle Kraken. So. Um, Let's hear Dave Haxtell after the game. Again, a lot of excitement about Maddie Beneers, but at the end of the day, the Seattle Kraken had a 3-1 lead and weren't able to get it done. So here's what Dave Haxtell had to say after the game. No, I don't think we got our heads out of the game at all, actually. I just went 3-3. We, we had a couple good shifts. You know, unfortunate penalty. You know, with a, with a stick penalty on the uh, for the uh, you know for the power play that led to uh, to the winning goal. Um, we actually, you know, had done a pretty good job on 
on the PK that you know that shot from the outside found you know it found the far side found the post but um, you know I didn't like some of the sequence of you know of what happened leading up to the three three uh, goal uh, but uh, um, no we didn't nobody lost their heads. Why exactly did you call that timeout and what did you see after? Oh the buildings you know there's momentum going and. Um, you know, just wanted to settle things down for a couple minutes. I didn't, you know, I thought, uh, bef- you know, before the uh, before the third goal against, um, you know, hey, stuff happens all over the place. But game was being pretty called call pretty close tonight, and you know, I felt like there was an obvious call that uh, you know that was missed that led directly to that, um, you know, to the tying goal. Um, and I just didn't want our guys distracted by that. So I wanted to take the time out, settle things down. Uh, we did that. You know, we came out with a couple, couple real good shifts after that, and got back to it. What did, now that you had a chance to see Matt Beniers in an NHL game, what were your initial impressions? You know, I'm most impressed with his poise um, in, in in all senses, not just uh, not just on the ice. You know, on the ice, his uh, his hockey sense and his ability to know and understand what's around him. You know, uh, on on the ice is uh, is you know he showed to be excellent tonight. Um, you know, he looked comfortable in traffic, and that you know that's a that's a big challenge on night number one. Uh, but most importantly, you know, I thought he you know he just really showed good poise throughout the entire day on the ice, off the ice, and you know, and went out and he, he played a good hockey game tonight. He played hard. Um, he made plays. Um, you know, and it was uh, you know it was you know for him. Uh, I'm sure he's. As disappointed as as everybody is, you know, in not being able to get the uh, the win tonight, um, but uh, you know he, he played a good hockey game on night number one. So there you have it, folks. Once again, Dave Haxtell standing up for his team, saying, "Listen, we didn't get distracted. We, you know, we didn't let up." That that's not what he saw. He felt, um, you know, it's probably one of the more critical. Um, post-game press conferences that Dave Haxel has had regarding officiating, talked about that play that he felt led up to that equalizer, that third goal, um, and the timeout that he took, wanting to just recollect his team, not have that affect the team. Unfortunately, though, the Calgary Flames did score two after that, so how effective it was or how much they were impacted by that, who's to know? Um, I do want to um, show you these lines. So you've got <clears throat> Ryan Donato on the left wing with Maddie Beneers and Jordan Eberly. Now um, you're going to hear a little bit from Dave Haxtell. Uh, we're going to go back in time and get you ready. So we kind of went over the recap first, but then how we got here. Um, but this is how they lined up. Then we see McCann with Wenberg and Coleman, Victor Rosk, Yanni Gord, and Cole Lind, with Riley Shahan, Morgan Geeky, and Jonas Donskoy. That is coming from uh, Daily Faceoff. Then when you look at the defensive pairings, so then we have the defensive pairings, Dunn and Larson, Oleksiak, and Borjan, Susie, and Kale Fleury. Uh, for the first power play unit, for the first power play unit here, we had Wenberg, Beniers, Eberly with McCann and Dunn, and then Rosk, Yanni Gord, Sprung, Geeky, and Susie. For the PK, Shahan, Donskoy, Susie, and Larson with Gord, Coleman, Oleksiak, and Borjan. It was Drieger in net. 
Um, and then you see it was, um, this is the lineup that we have. Ten of injured reserve. Schwartz's day to day. Hayden Flurry did not. Uh, is Hayden Flurry also day to day? So that's a little bit of what we saw uh, from the Seattle Kraken and the lineup. Obviously, with new players, the lineup changes. Um, when we look at the stats over on NHL.com, time on ice. Maddie Beniers had 17 minutes on ice. That's third most. His line had the most minutes. Eberle with 18.33, Donato 18.02, and as I mentioned, Maddie Beniers 17.10. Uh, Maddie also had a minute and a half on the power play, um, so no minutes shorthanded. Uh, so not bad. Not bad for Maddie Beniers, but coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's hear how it all came together. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting stats and sports info. Find the latest sports development, league reviews, news, and including, of course, this year's NBA playoffs and, of course, the start of Major League Baseball. Go Mariners, but also go Mets. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I mentioned it earlier, but I'll remind you now Go check out Locked On now. We have our fantastic hosts night after night giving you quick recaps of breaking news, post-game, all kinds of things. Obviously, the trade deadline was a big one, and we collect it all with some of our insiders for a show called Locked On Now. And Locked On NHL has their very own Locked On Now where you can learn all the information around the league in one spot. And just like everything else on the Locked On Podcast Network, it is free and available for you not only on YouTube, but also anywhere you listen to podcasts. So I hope you enjoy that. But coming up, of course, we want to hear from Maddie Beneers. We want to hear uh, about his debut, what it was like, all of that good stuff. So that's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I'm going to take you over to the press conference introducing Matty Beneers. He was with Ron Francis. And with those two side by side, some of the comparisons I think are just uncanny. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, also, I'm going to play a clip from the men's Frozen Four. You might have seen the story, and I will link it in the show notes. But the amazing Bob Condor writing about Matty Beneers coming from Michigan talked about his DJing skills, and it's something that actually came up at the Men's Frozen Four. Now, what style of music he likes might surprise you, and it was um, something that really caught the attention of his coaches, but how did his teammates feel about it? I'll show you that clip. And um, finally, in this segment, we'll also hear from Dave Haxtell. So this, again, is taking us back to a few days ago when Matt Veneers was officially introduced, landed in Seattle, then traveled with the team to Calgary. So coming up first, Matt Veneers and Ron Francis, uh, followed by a little bit of an interlude from some of his uh, Michigan teammates about his playlist. And then we'll end with Dave Haxtell before coming back and getting you ready for what we have to come for the Seattle Kraken for the remainder of the inaugural season. It's almost time. Can you even believe it? Oh, baby. We're going to talk about it. All that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Uh, 
was pretty crazy, you know, obviously devastating. We weren't able to get the job done, but, uh, you know, it was a great year overall. Um, you know, I had a, fun, a lot of fun and then got home and, you know, had some tough discussions with my parents and, uh, you know, found that this was the best best decision for me. And, you know, I'm here and I'm so excited to be here. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy I made that decision. No, they were good. I mean, you know, obviously it was disappointing to see Michigan lose and, and, and Maddie have a chance to, to play for the, the national championship. Um, you know, they were they were flown right out of Boston after the game, so he wasn't around. But I was uh, fortunate enough to get to have uh, dinner with his mom and dad and brother and sister on Friday night, which was great, and his agent and had a good talk. And, you know, um, the reasons why we liked Maddie when we drafted him were there this weekend, right? He's... He was all in on winning a national championship, and when it didn't happen, it, it bothered him. So uh, it took some time for him to sort of sort through things and get to the decision that he felt was best for him. And, you know, that's, uh, we're excited about that. We know he's all in when he gets here. And, um, you know, we're, we're proud that, uh, you know, he was, he was that invested in, in trying to win a title there for sure. Thompson, Boston Herald, uh, for Melly and the players, just talk about Maddie coming home to play a big game in Boston and, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, ever since he came in as a freshman, I, I've learned a lot from him. Um, you know, every day in practice, he's one of the hardest guys working on the ice. And, you know, he's out there early, he's out there after practice, and he's always in the gym working hard. Um, so he's just a treat to be around and a lot of fun to watch out there. And, um, you know, hopefully I can be a, a champion along his side. Mike? Yeah, no, seeing Maddie's growth since he first came on campus, uh, I mean, it's been great on and off the ice. Great student, great athlete. I mean, he's a heck of a hockey player, a heck of a leader. Somebody I've told him, you know, I, I could see him being a captain in the NHL. He's got what it takes. Uh, he's got the attitude and he's got the leadership skills. And I think taking a second year really helped him grow and his game's just been off the charts. So I, I expect him to have a big uh, weekend. He's pretty good. got a pretty good playlist from the Olympics. He had so playlists in our locker room. I was like, wow, and they were kind of old school. Does he do it for you guys too? Or? No. no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a, that's, that's a negative. <laughs> I love that Maddie Veneers has some of that show tunes in him. He obviously can sing, has been in a few musicals again. Per Bob Condor and his article, I will leave that in the links if you want to check it out if you haven't seen it up at the Seattle Kraken website. But again, you know, his teammates being like, listen, that might be cool with the coaching staff, you know, Coach Quinn with USA Hockey. Uh, it was uh, Dave Fisher from USA Hockey that asked the question at the Men's Frozen Four, but his teammates are not having it. So we'll have to get an update now that he's with, a, you know, older guys in the NHL uh, where they fall. I'm thinking maybe not so much, but you know, I, I love, uh, I love an old soul. That's one of the reasons that I absolutely love Maddie Beneers. But in this segment, speaking of things that I love and adore, we're going to talk about Ryan Donato and Jordan Eberly and Maddie Beneers on a line together. Is this how it's going to turn out? I don't know. We've got Schwartzy out of the lineup. We've got Tandem out of the lineup. We got to see what Maddie Beneers is going to do long term. But for now, oh, you best believe that I love it. Um, so here's a clip of Maddie Beneers talking about um, working with Ryan Donato in particular. They they have some familiarity as good old Massachusetts boys growing up playing hockey together. And then we will also hear from Ryan Donato. Um. Yeah. I mean. I was excited about uh, you know how it went. I thought um, you know I was playing with two great players, so um, they made it pretty easy on me. So 
Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I thought we did a good job tonight. Um, just, you know, just tough. You want to come out with that win, so yeah. Did the familiarity with Donato help at all on that, that pass that you connected on, but just kind of on that line in general? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, I I played with them, uh, World Championships a little bit. You know, been with them a lot in summers and skills, skill sessions, like scrimmages, things like that. Like so. Um, I, I definitely have some familiarity with with his game, and um, you know both both those guys are so easy to play with. Uh, they work hard, they they make the right right play. They're smart, um, so it, it's it is really easy to play with them. Give me all of this. I want all of this. Maddie Beniers, Ryan Donato. I mean, come on, come on. This is amazing. With Everly, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would love to see this. I I have always loved the Triple J line. Jaden Schwartz, Jordan Everly, Jared McCann. That's not really a possibility right now as Schwartzy is day-to-day. We don't have him in the lineup. We've seen that McCann and Everly have been split, and I think that that's been a good change. Actually, get some offense rolling for some of the other lines. But, oh, man, Maddie Beneers. So many comments that I've seen on social media just about his IQ, and that's exactly as promised. If we go back to some of the episodes here on Locked on Kraken, when I was in Seattle, when I was there for the expansion draft, when I was there for uh, training camp, what do we hear? What do we hear from Ronnie Francis? Ronnie Francis liked Matty Beniers because of his hockey IQ. Now, Wenberg was asked, you know, what makes a good centerman in the NHL? Obviously, you've seen centermen switch to wing. And that's been something that's happened. There were a lot of question marks when it came to centers in the draft where Matty Beniers went second overall. How many of these centermen would be true centermen in the NHL? I think Matty Beniers shows that his game is, you know, a full 200 feet. Um, and that's something Wenberg said. Wenberg says is what it takes to be a centerman in this league. He also talked about playing on both sides of the puck, essentially playing defense, playing offense, playing well in all three zones. Matty Beniers knows the ice. He has a feel for the ice. Um, and he's very smart. He's a very smart hockey player. IQ out, you know, out of this world. We heard from Ron Francis some of the things that he said he wanted to work on when drafted was his shot, obviously getting a little bit bigger. We heard in that press conference that he actually lost weight in China. Uh, It sounds like because the food options were not to his liking. As someone who was there, I don't know what the athletes had, but the food was, it was fine. I mean, you know, you get tired of um, udon noodles maybe every once in a while, so you switch it up to rice. I thought the food was fine, nothing too crazy, but I don't know. Everyone's different. I eat a lot of rice and uh, I I, I eat a lot of rice and stewed meat as a Caribbean. So uh, maybe that's what it is. But either way, um, so he lost a little weight. Um, You know, he has had that experience at the international level. Actually, I'm going to take you back now. I forgot that I wanted to do this in this segment because I I just wanted to talk about Ryan Donato and Maddie Beniers. But we'll get to Donato in a minute. Um, Before I take you to Ryan Donato, let's go back to uh, Ron Francis. I thought he had an interesting comment regarding um, World Juniors. And I, I, I honestly don't know. I just assumed, if I'm being honest, um, that Maddie maybe wouldn't be eligible because he was. Um, so anyway, Ron Francis had an interesting comment when it came to 
Maddie Beneers. And obviously, World Juniors was rescheduled. Maddie Beneers was on that roster. Will he return to the ice? Uh, it looked like a question that Maddie was more than willing to have deferred to Ron. So anyway, let me take you over to the clip, and then I'll tell you what I think about it. Yeah, and uh, the world, you know, we obviously, we'll have a discussion on that. Certainly, you know, Maddie's answered the bell every time I think the U.S. has called. He went last summer. I said he had a high ankle sprain in the tournament. He did the U-20s again at Christmas to going back to defend the gold medal. Unfortunately, that tournament was shut down back at Michigan. And then when, when the NHL decided not to go to the Olympics, they had the opportunity to go to the Olympics. So once again, he answered the bell, went over there. So he's played a lot of hockey in a short period of time. And we'll have to sit down and sort of assess what's best you know, for him moving forward, is is that the best to, to go play in that tournament, or is it better to start the uh, the off ice conditioning and, and getting himself as in uh, as strong as he possibly can and as fit as possibly can for next season? So we'll cross that bridge. As far as where I see him, I mean, he's a he's a key piece of our organization. Um, you know, I hate to, you know, I never want to put on anybody's shoulders, but I mean, um, you know, he's a guy that we believe is going to be part of the Kraken family for a long time. Uh, we continue to see him get better and better. He's done at every level he's played at. Um, you know, he's got the character and the determination to go out there and compete hard each and every night. And we think he's somebody that our fans are going to, you know, come to really enjoy watching. And we expect him to really enjoy playing in Seattle. And I know he didn't win a national championship, but, you know, maybe there's a silver thing that we can share together at some point down the road because that's what we're all here for. Honestly, my gut is that Ron Francis doesn't really want Maddie Beneers playing internationally. That's going to be a conversation that they'll have to have. Uh, you know, he talked about the high ankle sprain the last time Maddie, before the, the canceled World Juniors, uh, he talked about that injury. He talked about going over to China and losing weight, as I mentioned. Um, you know, I just get the sense that they want to see what a healthy and rested Maddie Beneers can do for the Seattle Kraken. And let's be honest, the Seattle Kraken need healthy and rested players. And Maddie Beneers was able to set up Ryan Donato in his first period of NHL hockey. It's, it, it's a very small sample size. But as Ron Francis said, you know, he's been successful. Uh, as Dave Haxtell said, he's been successful at every level that he has been able to compete at. He's been elite at all of those levels. So it stands to reason that he's going to be able to maneuver in the NHL. Does that mean he's going to be an elite NHL player? Not necessarily, not right away for sure. But it bodes well to his future development, which is why he went number two overall. So I get why the Seattle Kraken might want to be a little protective. Get the guy some rest. Get his weight up. Apparently, he lost almost 10 pounds in China. So I think that will be something worth keeping an eye on. Um, I just want to see Maddie Beneers play as much as possible. And having a summer tournament where he can play you know, with some of the young guys again, I think would be amazing. But he made this decision to go pro now, so got to keep his, his eyes on the prize. And as uh, Ron Francis said, he wasn't able to get some hardware in the Olympics nor for the Frozen Four, but uh, you know, Ron said there's this silver thing, like a cup of some sort. I added that last piece. Uh, but, you know, he said there's this silver thing that we're all striving for, that, of course, being the Stanley Cup, just in case, you know, in case you were thinking maybe the Isabel Cup or, you know, like the Wimbledon uh, 
trophy. No, he meant the Stanley Cup, of course, because we're in the NHL. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. But coming up for the Seattle Kraken, tomorrow will be a game day episode as the Seattle Kraken return to Climate Pledge Arena. Like I said, it got a little bit of a dress rehearsal for the Seattle Storm games. I am really hoping to get out to Seattle for some Seattle Storm and OL Rain games now that they're playing back in Seattle proper. So we might have to, well, I guess Lockdown Kraken is on the road more often than not, to be honest. But we're going to have to do some squad casting and crossovers for the other Seattle teams in the area, the, the Mariners as well. Huge baseball fan. Tomorrow, Jackie Robinson Day. Okay. Anyway, so we've got that coming up. Tomorrow's episode will get you ready for that. And I'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming schedule. But as promised, let's go to my boy, Ryan Donato. Yeah, I think it helps for sure. I mean, we could talk to each other and, and figure out plays and, and that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you play with good players, good things usually happen, and Maddie's a good player. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun game. Obviously not the way we wanted to turn at the end, but uh, I was happy for him to see he's got his first point. Yeah, I think you can't give him too much information, right? But uh, there's definitely situations where you got to say, hey, we're going to be here, or we're going this way, or puck's going to go this way. And uh, I mean, good players make good plays again, and Maddie uh, did a great job tonight, but we definitely give him a little talk if we need to and if he if he asks to. Yeah, I mean, uh, from day one, being in Seattle has been a, a total blessing, and I've, I've said that before, and uh, I'm thankful for every day that I get to be here, and uh, things have gone pretty well. I still have left a lot on the table, and hopefully I can create more and uh, be a part of this team in the future. And now that you've listened to Locked on Kraken, make sure you head over to Locked on Fantasy Hockey and make it your second listen of the day. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy hockey league. And like everything else on the Locked on Network, it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So as I always say, hold fast, stay true, let's go Kraken, and I'll see you tomorrow.